lead isn't the only scandal in the world of tech. There's also the bleeding hearts. Because the left-wing loudmouths have now destroyed the reputation of my good friend, tech pioneer, Brendan Eich. I like Eich. In fact, I've been called something of an Eichmann. Now, you probably know Ike as the creator of JavaScript, unless you have a girlfriend. <laughs> two weeks ago, two weeks ago, Brendan Ike was named CEO of Mozilla, known for its open source web browser, Firefox. Now, no, I don't want to update right now. I'm in the middle of my show. Jimmy, please. Thank you, Jim. I'm tired of being thankful for scraps. Still, they want us to love them anyway. One day, somebody's gonna have to make a stand. One day, somebody's gonna have to say enough. You get your ass to work and save my country from these cock-sucking Republicans. But think about scientists. Most often, right. one side is wrong. How am I supposed to explain to my child that two men are getting married? I don't know. It's your shitty kid. You fucking tell him. Why is that? Anyone else's problem? Are you serious? It's so fucking stupid, isn't it? An immortal one. And I'll tell you something. If I was told to sacrifice them to prove my devotion to God, if I was told to do what all monotheists are told to do, and admire the man who said, "Yes, I've got my kid to show my love of God," I'd say, "No, fuck you." I was raised in a little town that had 13 brothels in it, so I'm used to some pretty salty language. And this one, of course, my favorite of all, like, what's this going on between our legs, right? You heard it. It's like an entertainment complex in the middle of a sewage system. No engineer would design that at all. If you don't stand for something, you'll fall for anything. Try and work together. Heaven is just another lie. And if you believe it, you're an idiot. No? How come? Well, because I like this. This is good. We're recording right in the middle of a conversation, yeah, so nobody knows. That's how we about. roll. Um, so I just, I just, you got to see it first. So, okay. Well, right. is it is it is it the best of the uh, Marvel Studios movies, or is it, what did they mean when they said? I, th- I think they meant the best of like you know all like the Marvel Studios movies, but I I, I disagree. What do you think the best one was? Um, I am still. I still got to go Avengers. Yeah. Yeah, because it was fun. It did a lot for the story, um, you know, for the overall story of everything. Okay. Well, at this point, not having seen Captain America 2 and knowing that Guardians of the Galaxy will be my favorite, um, I have to say the original Captain America is still my favorite one out of all of them. Really? Yeah. I don't know what it is about that. It might be the... The the origin is different enough, and there was enough of him wanting to be something greater, and then getting the chance and then fulfilling it. Because there's there, you see characters that that they want power, and then you get like Blofeld or somebody like that like, that that goes that goes wrong. But it's it's like somebody chose. Or volunteered to become Superman, and he actually lived up to it. I don't know. There's something very honorable but innocent about the him in the first movie, I think. Like, he's going to do the right thing no matter what. And I like that. The grenade scene and the, the pin in the flagpole. Yeah. Like, that's just, yeah, it's cliched, but 
That gets me. Fucking white bread. <laughs> so I don't know. Uh, so I'm sick. I got whatever whatever Nick had. Uh, the, one of the projectionists, he called me up and he's like, hey, are, are you are you free? I'm like, why? Because <laughs> I feel like shit and I really want to go home. I'm like, uh, okay. <laughs> but I've now touched everything in the booth, so you're going to get sick now too. Uh, literally, I talked to him for like 10 minutes and um, I got in. I got in to cover him at about 1230 we changed the lamp last night, so I would have had to go in anyway love later lamp. at night to change the lamp. I love lamp, too. Um, I hate changing them. Um, yeah, go in, and I had to, uh, we changed the lamp. And then after I finished, it's like after all the concentration that I needed to have, I, I could just, and it just eased out, and I could relax. Then I sat there, and I'm like, I feel like shit. Yeah. It was that quick. It yeah. was just really weird. So I don't know if, you know, we both got it at the same time because I couldn't talk to him and get right. sick. Yeah. Like no. seven was, hours later. Crap going around. So. Yeah. Well, I had that stupid norovirus. So this is nothing. He feels better actually today. This was yesterday. So I'm really hoping I wake up tomorrow and I feel better because I'm just completely wiped out like i mean anytime i move my joints hurt yeah like that doesn't normally happen i ugh, can't stand it um and i realized I, i'm getting bored with video games like there's certain genres of video games that are just like straight up boring really? like fighting games i have injustice right now the yeah. the the dc fighting yeah. game where they go to parallel dimension you fight for whatever it's boring. It's like I can beat everybody with the same like four moves. Yeah. I like I like the idea of the game and everything. I got it from Gamefly, so I'll just blast right through it. But I played the Deadpool game. Um and since I'm getting them from Gamefly, I just want to like experience the game and if I if I really like the gameplay a whole lot, I'll start again on a harder difficulty. Yeah. I got through the Deadpool game in like 5 hours. Oh yeah finished in five hours yeah it was all right the the humor was was kind of good um there's there's one i gotta i gotta play this this audio clip because when they introduce new characters they give you a little like backstory like if you hit the button like if domino shows up you don't know who the fuck that is um you can you can hit the button and get a little history on, on them mm-hmm. um but when they introduced Cable in the Deadpool game, it was the funniest intro because somebody had to write this. They had to get singers, and they had to actually do it. So I'm going to see how loud this is. All right, so that problem should be fixed. So let's let's try this again here. That's his intro song. That's fucking ridiculous. Wow. Who the fuck is that? And there's 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 a whole there's there's like one chorus. There's lead vocals. There's like it's a whole twenty second song, which is absolutely crazy. Did your headphones get unplugged? Maybe. I don't know. 
Which ones are yours? Um, no, because I just heard that a moment ago. Oh, so what? You can't hear me? No, now I got you. Do it. Say something. Hello. I can do now, that again. Now I only hear myself in one. Yeah, in me one too. Ear thing. Hmm. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Amateur Workshop. Oh, Jesus Christ. I didn't touch any of this shit. I got it in both ears now. How are you? Can, uh, can you hear me at all? Yeah, but it's buzzy. Yeah. It's like a Reverend Scott piece. Oh. It's all buzzy. How Bitch. About, how about now? No. No? You can't hear me? No. That's fucked up. This is the worst Verizon commercial ever. <laughs> <laughs> They're never going to pay us now. Hold on. How about now? Can you hear me now? How's that? Anything? There Anything at all? Anything? I'm, am I turning the right volume? Oh, yeah. Thing? There it is. Yeah, you got me? Yeah, but it's still a little buzzy. How about that? How about that? Are we good? Did I, I did I bump that thing? I don't even know anymore. Oh, fuck it. Can you hear me anyway if I just talk? Kind of. Yeah. What are you doing? I never know what you're doing Do over me. there. <clears throat> All right. So this can't be a very long show because I don't feel good. So why don't we jump right into the shit that uh, people have posted on the on the group and uh, go through a couple of these things. Here's my favorite one that I posted. Frozen merchandise is sold out everywhere and parents are losing their shit. <laughs> I think that's pretty funny. <clears throat> it has become impossible to get any official merchandise from Disney's animated mega hit Frozen. Toys and clothing are sold out everywhere, even after a recent large-scale restocking effort. Enterprising individuals are charging up to $1,000 for Frozen items on eBay, which has driven parents completely insane. My, really, my, really my, completely insane. Yes. Compl- they've gone insane. Yes. I have to point out that my brother and um, sister-in-law were really good, and they got Elsa and Anna for the girls uh, for Christmas probably way before they sold out. Yeah. So they have theirs. But also, you know what? That movie picked up momentum. Oh, yeah. It was, wasn't it was right a, away. No, it was like a Titanic kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Frustrated moms are currently freaking out. All over Disney's Facebook page, posting angry messages in the middle of the night. Four and a half months after after the film's initial, four and a half months after the film's initial domestic release, the pursuit for Anna and Elsa merch has reached a fever pitch. There's even a Tumblr devoted to helping people track down frozen products. But good luck trying to get any dolls or princess paraphernalia from Toys R Us, Walmart, Target, or the Disney Store. And people who care more about it than you have certainly tried. Currently, <laughs> the Disney Store's official Facebook page is flooded with pissed-off parents who are desperate to buy something, anything, even frozen beach towels for their children. Even though the even though Christmas was months ago, there have been at least 100 frozen-related posts in the past 24 hours alone. It's funny because the girls, for their birthday, they got coloring books, coloring slash sticker slash activity books, um, t-shirts with them on it. Yeah. We haven't really had a problem finding stuff. The great, the toy aisle is all tangled and no frozen. And then mm. all the other shitty princesses. But so here's, here, they, they pulled some of the posts that the moms wrote. One mom writes, so I finally get my Elsa singing doll during the restock today. So I think I go to my account and I look at my order and lo and behold, this is all caps. I'm not getting the doll for my daughter. What a surprise. I'm so disgusted with the way Disney has handled the frozen situation. It's like their stock can't move. Hmm. 
I'm just done with this whole thing. Everyone told me not to get my hopes up, but I thought no way Disney would put it through and not send it was so wrong. Thanks, Disney. Hey, these, these parents are finding out what it is to be a collector. These parents need to relax. Tell your kids no. Another mom is pissed that Disney has ruined Christmas and Easter for her daughter. When the fuck did Easter become a gift-giving holiday? When it became, first it became That's second Halloween. Fucking stupid. Now it's second Christmas. That's dumbass. I blame the hobbits. Okay. I have been staying up late every night checking the site. I didn't think the site would refresh during the day. So irritated. Really? During the my girl has been waiting for a classic Elsa doll. There's no classic Elsa doll. It's four months old since <laughs> Christmas. She can't understand why Santa didn't get her one since it was what she wanted most. It's because she was bad. It's because she plays with herself. Now she's and hoping she two. that the Easter bunny will put one in her basket. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. Easter bunny better back the fuck off. it gets worse i'm just gonna keep going she has been so patient i really think this might be what stops her believing in santa and the easter bunny i can't afford to spend over a hundred dollars on ebay for a 16 dollar doll this whole situation makes me so sad and angry thank you disney for killing the magic for my six-year-old by the way this is mattel's problem not disney because doesn't Mattel make these? Yeah, all Disney does is say, is say yeah, Check. you can make them. Give us some money. <laughs> yeah. Many people like this mom feel cheated after funneling all their money to Disney for their entire lives. <laughs> I just, oh, I'm, I'm sorry. I just have this picture of the Easter Bunny with a, uh, with, with a cigar in his mouth going, all right. <laughs> with a strap-on Elsa here. doll. A strap on Elsa doll. I'm going to put one in your basket. Which in the 70s was a totally <laughs> different thing, by the way. No, it's the same thing now. You can get that. Just less, less Nazi-ish. Yeah. The Lex Luthor one is kind of weird, but whatever. <laughs> and no chafing from the tip. Why uh, can no one give a real answer as to what is going on with the frozen merchandise? I think that it is the most frustrating thing. That's the most frustrating thing. That is. That's that, the most frustrating thing. I can't thing. find a doll I'm for sorry, my kids. But is my more frustrating than not being able to find an airplane full of dead people. Why why can't I get a job to support my family? <sighs> a ball has been dropped. You've awesome. let customers down. Happy New Year. But no one is acknowledging it. So many of us have spent exorbitant amounts of money on Disney-related products. We purchase season passes, pay a premium for your cruises, pay upwards of twenty grand for your incredibly overpriced Disney adventures, and tell ourselves that it was worth it because we got the Disney touch. Ugh. Again, with the innuendo. Oh, my God. This experience has not even come close to what we know of the Disney touch. <laughs> Bad touch. I'm sorry to complain. No touching. If you're sorry to complain, then don't fucking complain. But I'm sick of being talked to like I'm not worth speaking to by associates. I'm tired of being cut off when I mention the word frozen. Well, here's the thing. I've worked in toy stores. Fuck you and what you want. Because, seriously, 75% of the people that come into toy stores looking for presents don't know what the fuck they're looking for. But but you know what? To if for no other reason than to play devil's advocate. Yeah yeah no no. no. Okay, I, I have way more other 
examples. But I just, I just think that you, you know that there's that there's a balance here. Okay, yes. like yes. the person behind the counter. You know, they're just the messenger. You know yeah. what? The person, you know, the fucking 20-year-old college student behind the counter at Disney, at the Disney store, yeah. okay, has about, has slightly more control over them getting a doll than I do. Right. Okay? In fact, I probably have more power to get a doll because I'm willing to steal one. My point is that, yeah. okay, stop losing your minds over something like this. You know? Yeah. Like, just... Here's the thing. They compare it to, we purchase season passes. Okay, so then you get into the park. That's that's what you get for what you pay for. Pay a premium for your cruises. You get to take that's a cruise. Fun. You're getting something out of each here, one of these. It's not the like thing, I give tithing to Disney. But this is someone who's who's saying, you know what? I have money. Therefore, I should have what I want. It's Faruka Salt. Come on. Yeah. It's yeah. what I want when I want. Don't, it. Don't, for, don't being, forget. Don't forget the I've supported your brand my whole life. So you owe me something. But, no. No, you fucking don't. No, but no, no, no. But, but I know. But I think that I, I think that I think that uh, like Disney does. I, they should acknowledge like customer loyalty and stuff like that. There is that, and and I think that there's that's important. But this that they isn't acknowledge Disney. That okay, it's, but it's of not. Of course, I mean, I know that, and you know that. But yeah. one could also argue that you know Disney should have you know once they saw how popular it was being, they should have increased orders with Mattel. Blah 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 blah. But that's all. Okay? That's all but Mattel. Is, though, but but. But yeah, is it exactly. Mattel? Is, is, is it, Mattel? It, it, it doesn't matter who the manufacturer. Well, no, I, I is, just okay? I just want to get that right. So I mean, it's it's there's a lot of moving parts to put this doll in the hand of some little kid. What's the problem? Pay forty two ninety five for the doll that my girls take in the bathtub. Right there, look, Disney Frozen Sparkle Anna of Arendelle, twenty four ninety five. Let's buy ten of them. How is that a problem? This one, Color Change Elsa, thirty four ninety nine. That's not that far off in price. I I need to point the tough out tough one though, to get is the color change Michael Jackson. Those are vin- those are like really Well, the problem with that one is it takes decades. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. You can't see the ad at the bottom of the page, but it says Disney Store Frozen Princess Elsa costume size medium 78 amazon.com 239.90. Buy it now. But the thing is though, it's like let's keep it in perspective. All right. Yeah, it's a fucking toy. If you're toy. spending all this time online, yeah, yeah, you know, bitching that you can't, you can't find. <clears throat> shut the yeah. fuck up. Just get Let, over I, it. I, I, I want to show you something that I that I check once a day here. This this link here. Um, there's there's one Monster High doll. It's it's one of the boy zombie characters mm-hmm. that um they released and then they stopped putting out because he when he came out with claw hands instead of frankenstein looking hands yeah. like human hands so that he's not out and it's um it's this zombie dude slow-mo um and no one can fucking find him so once or twice a day depending on how many times i you know go up to the menu bar and stuff now look at that walmart had him in stock at three in the morning for 11 minutes and then he was out of stock but that's the thing. I'm not going to go crazy. Like I go in the store, the girls and I, we we look. We know what the packaging looks like. We take a look. He's not there. And we keep moving. But how about just walking into a store looking for something yeah. and seeing that it's there and going, "Hey, that's why. That's where most of the shit in this room came from." Today, I actually found two two characters on the shelf, 
And then I realized that I had one of them. He's just repackaged. And the other one, it didn't look good. It's one of the reasons so I've just never opened my copy of Shawshank Redemption because <laughs> it's so much more satisfying <laughs> to just sort of come across it on TV. Yeah. Well, that's that's the problem with collecting is the hunting is more fun than the actual yeah. acquisition. But this, I mean, people getting all up on this <coughs> is bullshit. If this was before Christmas, I could understand that, you know what, you should have extra shit on the shelves and stuff like that. But you know what, just folks, calm the fuck down. Well, I'm sure Mattel looked and they saw that their tangled stuff is choking the aisles and it's all peg warmer stuff and they wanted to play it safe with this. And they did. And there was a, there was enough stuff before Christmas, but then it just it it this thing this movie took on a life of its own. It is what it is, and you know what? It this stuff is going to be popular, and the thing that kids need most until you know when the next thing. Yeah, yeah. Pe- people definitely do need to relax. Like, yeah. like that's why I don't I don't I don't generally talk to collectors because there are crazy motherfuckers out there that will go and buy everything on the shelf just so they can have it. It's like, that's, that's not, that's no, no that's not how I collect. I know, I know some people do, but I get what I want and I leave what I don't want. It's, it's not, Oh, I need every single figure in this, in this, in this wave. I used to, but I don't anymore. But it's it's Cabbage Patch Kids, it's Furbies, it's Tickle Me Elmo. Yeah. It's like everybody wants it. They can only produce so many at a time. Everybody needs to relax. Seriously, everybody needs to calm down. What's this bullshit right here? Sexual atheism. Oh, my God. Oh, I believe in sex. Yeah. Okay. Sexual atheism. Christian dating data reveals a deeper spiritual malaise. <laughs> It'd be funny if there was a picture of Brent Spinner just sitting there going, hey! <laughs> but if it's, yeah, Christian dating data, yeah, he'd have to be on a, he'd have to be on a date, actually, yeah. for that, right? Okay, let's see. The guy sitting across from me is, is a professing and practicing Christian. He drops by my office unannounced today to talk to me about his new online dating life. Specifically, he wants to talk about the overwillingness of Christian women he has encountered on several of his dates who want to jump right from a very public conversation to a vanilla latte and a vanilla latte at Starbucks to a very private whisper and physical exchange between the sheets back at his place. Why is he complaining about that? Usually, this gender scenario is reversed, but the sex, love, and dating landscape continues to move in a progressively liberal direction among Christians without any solid indicators that it will change anytime soon. Both sexes today across all ages and Christian demographics are, I got to turn this up a little bit here. Hold on. Okay. Um, are prone to compartmentalize their faith away from their sexual life, which I didn't think you were allowed to do. While Christian singles report praying and church attendance are highly desirable qualities in the dating matrix a troubling and confusing dichotomy arises when the issue of sex before marriage presents itself. Specifically, single Christians enter a sexual fog. That fog clouds and hides the reality that an identity rooted in Christ should manifest itself in intelligent and hope-filled sexual restraint based on God's promises and instead replaces it with fear and pride-filled choices based on some other promise they believe more. That was confusingly written. 
In a recent study conducted by ChristianMingle.com, Christian singles between the ages of 18 to 59 were asked, would you have sex before marriage? The response, fuck, fuck yes. Yeah. <laughs> 63%. <laughs> you got to, where do I need to be? <laughs> Is this today? When? It, when? Just, uh, the door's open. Do I have time to shower? The response... 63% of the single Christians responded, respondents indicated yes. In my 30 years of youth and adult ministry experience, this is an, as unfiltered, direct, and honest as questions and answers can be. It is equally honest to say that nearly 9 out of 10 self-proclaimed single Christians are, in practice, sexual atheists. In other words, God has nothing to say to them on the subject of any consequence or at least anything meaningful enough to dissuade them from following their own course of conduct. It is the ultimate oxymoron. A person who at once believes in a wise, sovereign, and loving God who created them in all things and can also believe simultaneously he should not, cannot, or will not inform their thinking or living sexually. It reminds me of those famous red letters in Luke's Gospel where Jesus in which Jesus says, Why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not do what I say? Luke 6.46 uh, There is a disconnect between identity and activity. If you let the paint mentally dry on the statistic above and the perception about God it reflects for a moment, perhaps my contention of sexual atheism won't seem so far-fetched. Now it makes sense, right? It's stupid. It because Here's the thing. Yeah. It's like people are as religious as it's convenient to be that's exactly it and that's 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 next the whole story thing. that no really that's what <laughs> that, the whole the, thing boils down and, to. and and you know what and you know what huh. i don't care <laughs> no 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 S seriously I, I i i really don't if these people want to put aside that whole sex before marriage thing, whatever i don't right, give a fuck right. what they do in their church i don't care what they do in their bedroom i i don't care yeah. It's none of my business. I don't yeah. care. It's mildly <clears throat> and like, you know, from an, you know, a sociological standpoint, mildly interesting. Okay. But my initial response is, well, yeah. Okay. So, you know, next story. Yeah. I mean, well, yeah, I just wanted to get far enough for that. So I, you know, it's, let's, let's do you want to do a like, Starbucks no story? No kidding. Sure. Starbucks Satanist barista reveals demonic double standard against Christians. Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> That's awesome. <sighs> Megan K. Pinion, a practicing Catholic, was shocked and dismayed when she saw satanic symbols carefully crafted with caramel drizzle. That is not carefully crafted. That's haphazardly put Well, on. have you tried to... Have no. you ever tried to no. draw something in caramel on top of steamed milk foam? Just dicks. It's not easy. <laughs> Okay, that's good. You're welcome, Scott. <laughs> dicks, dicks, dicks. But it's a star. It's a star in a circle. I mean, fucking, that's on Captain America's shield. Is he a Satan? Oh, shit, is he a Satanist? He is actually a... Um, Satanist. He's a, <laughs> he's a Carlos. It's a Satanist. shiny outfit. <laughs> no, he's a star-bellied snitch. Ah, uh, yes. That's what Frankie says. Satanists may not be getting a monument on Oklahoma State Capitol grounds, but the devil worshippers are taking some success at Starbucks. Now, here's the question. Just because you use the symbols, that doesn't mean that's what you are. No, it just means it's a... I swear to God, this isn't... This, this. For years, Christians have complained about Starbucks' so-called Jezebelic logo. 
Really? You need a Jezebelic look. It's a fucking siren. But and it's our, a siren. That that's what it is. It's a you know mythical creature siren. You know, come over here. Yes, luring here. you to your death. Luring you to yes. your you know addiction. Yeah, Jezebelic. <laughs> it's not going to blow you. It's going to caffeinate you, motherfucker. But an artistic devil-inspired barista took demonic to a whole new level with one lady's latte. This is way blown out of proportion. Megan K. Pinion, a practicing Catholic. Oh, I read that part because that was under the picture. She logged onto Facebook to describe the horrifying experience of being served a coffee with a pentagram and the number 666 confronting her faith. So you take your finger and you swirl that shit up and then all of a sudden it ain't there. I just purchased two coffees at your Mall of Louisiana location, she wrote on Facebook on Sunday. <laughs> on Sunday? Why wasn't she in church? This is how my coffee was served to me. I am a teacher in the public school system, and if I were to present a child of atheist or pagan believers with a Christian art project, I would be sued in a heartbeat. Well, that has nothing to do with your fucking coffee. Really? I am of Catholic faith and would love to share my beliefs daily. Fortunately, I have enough common sense to present myself with professionalism and follow an ethics code. Good, Good for you? Perhaps that could be suggested to this particular location. Yeah, because the building did it. Starbucks has not indicated whether or not the employee will be disciplined for forcing his beliefs on a customer in such an offensive way. How is that even offensive? What if it was nine ninety nine? What if the coffee was nine ninety nine? Right. Like, it's like, this bitch never remembers the price. I'm going to put it on top of the foam. Nine nine nine. That's hilarious. Starbucks and there's the double standard which opinion pointed out so articulately. If a Starbucks barista preached the gospel to a customer waiting in one of the coffee houses notoriously long lines My lines are not long. Fuck you. I suspect the faithful servant would see himself suspended in a heartbeat. Uh putting a star and three sixes on somebody's foam is not preaching. It's uh coffee art. Starbucks did apologize. This obviously is not the type of experience we want to provide any of our customers with, and it's not representative. This is the board voice they said it in. And it's not representative of the customer service our partners provide to millions of no, customers every day. No, 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 you have to say it the right way, because what Hail was the Satan. first thing? Yeah, this, the, the first sound. Ugh, yeah. God. Yeah. Fucking kid. Yeah. Yeah. Hail baffle me. The way Starbucks is handling the satanic latte is at least somewhat representative of the direction the coffee chain is heading. Last March, at Starbucks annual shareholder meeting, CEO Howard Schultz blasted an investor who suggested the company's support of gay marriage in Washington was the reason for the less-than-stellar earnings report. He was sacrificed to the god Baal on the (laughs) Starbucks altar. Schultz said some things are not a financial decision, then suggested Christians could take their money elsewhere. Oh. That's that's fine. Yeah. You know? The reason I can't get upset about that is because that's the right side of history, not the wrong Chick-fil-A side of history. Right. Fuck those guys. If you feel respectfully that you can get a higher return than the 38% you got last year, it's free country, he said. You can sell your shares at Starbucks and buy shares in another company. Thank you very much. <laughs> I like I'm, Howard. And I think that's how he said it. Thank, Thank you, you very much. You get the Bitch. fuck out of here, motherfucker. Starbucks has made its commitment to diversity and clearly has no qualms about offending Christians or losing believers' business. I'm frankly surprised Pinion received an apology for the satanic dribbles and sincerely wonder if Starbucks would have said sorry if the foam showcased a caramelized gay pride symbol instead of a pentagram. What is the gay pride symbol? I don't know. A rainbow? 
How do you do that in caramel? Exactly. Um, the, the, the point is, you know what? Um, I would be mad because you know what? The, uh, the drinks were not made to standard. There's actually a way you're supposed to put the caramel on top. Oh, so it does change the taste. Okay. So. All right. That's, that's a, that's a fair critique. She could have actually said, look, I don't give a shit what's on top of my food, but make it fucking right. Exactly. All right. Let's see. That's why I put the swastikas on the bottom of the cup. Exactly. You got to hide that shit. Uh, let's see. Um, let's talk. There was something else I wanted to talk about that was going to make me sound like an asshole. Jeb Bush is going to run. Hillary Clinton's going to run. Someone died. Who di- oh, Mickey Rooney died. That's a bummer. Yeah, Ultimate Warrior died. He was a bigoted asshole, apparently. Kevin Sorbo can go fuck himself. Neil Gingrich can go fuck himself. <laughs> That's kind of funny. There's not much else on here, really. Nah, it's a slow week. And we're back to last week. Yeah. All right. <clears throat> Have a good week, kids. Wow. Not, not much <laughs> going minutes. on there, huh? Um, What else did I see this? I thought week? I had I had another. Hold on. I saw uh, Grand Budapest Hotel. That was funny. Was it funny? Yeah, it was good. Yeah. Yeah, it was weird. Wes Anderson. Kind yeah. Of but it was, I like it was his fun. stuff, but I got to be in the right mood for it. Um, all right, here's one we can do, and then we're going to do a short show so I can not lose my voice. We have some actual feedback here. Oh, nice. Um, this, I, I wanted to do this last week, but I forgot about it. It's from the week. It's how to make your kids smarter, 10 steps backed by science. What do you think? Um, yeah, sure. Why not? Okay. Let's see. I've explored science behind what makes Music. kids happier. What type of parenting works best and what makes for joyful families? So here are 10 things science say can help. Music lessons. That's fine because it's like math. Plain and simple, research shows mu- music lessons make kids smarter. Uh, compared with children in the control group, children in the music groups exhibited greater increases in full-scale IQ. The effect was relatively small, but it generalized across IQ subtests, index scores, and standardized measures of academic oh, achievement. Fuck, I was going to tell a story, wasn't I? Yeah. What was I going to talk about? Um... Was it was it a dog? I was telling. I was going to tell the dog story. Was it the caramel story? Mm, yes, I was okay. going to tell the caramel story. Spin right. You know what? It's kind of Starbucks related. All right, so we'll, okay. we'll get back. Then to this speaking one. of caramel, so a kid I work with, uh, every now and again, we'll just take the caramel and draw something funny on the counter. This time, he drew the outline of a well, not the outline of a penis. He did not. He drew a penis. Okay. He, he did an outline a penis because there was not a penis on. The and it wasn't window. dead. Right. Yeah. So he. Um, <laughs> <clears throat> so I took a picture of it and then I texted it to him, right, sort of back to him. And I said, oh, look, it's caramel. It's the mark of caramel cock. Zorro's lesser known and more gross cousin. Yeah. So funny. Ha, ha, ha. Now, photos on my phone. Oh, no. They go, sink, don't they? They go to my, my uh, the photo stream yeah, thing, yeah. which also happens to be like those screensaver type of thing on my Apple TV at home. Oh, no. <laughs> Why would you do that? I didn't do that. See, I didn't do it. It happened. There's a difference. But why would you okay that to happen? I didn't okay it to happen. I just didn't. Why would you it. shut that off? Because it's funny. <laughs> okay. So, um, yeah, so I got a text. Why is there a caramel dick on my TV? I'm like, I don't know. What version of Willy Wonka are you watching? Seriously. 
Uh, but I just thought that was kind of funny. So, oh, and the dog that we got, yeah. very, very cute. Uh, go to find out. I mean, like she was a, um, a rescue from Arkansas. Oh. I guess they uh, found her and her brother like rooting around in some, um, like a dumpster in Arkansas, huh. which is really, really nasty. Cause, How well can that know, dog play the blues? Oh, it's really gross because, you know, it's like Arkansas. <laughs> <laughs> And then someone asked, asked me, wow, Arkansas, did it have any teeth? <laughs> no. no, Arkansas, not Alabama. But an air, an air, an air, an air, an air, an air, an air. All right, back to making you okay. kids smart. Music lessons, got it. My kids are music lessons, fine. In fact, musical training helps everyone young and old. A growing body of research finds musical training gives students learning advantages in the classroom. Now There's North- nothing for the old people except uh, give them something to do before they die. Now a Northwestern University study finds musical training can benefit grandmas, too, by offsetting some of the deteriorating. De- deteriorating. It says dele- it's de- deleterious. Dele- dele- yeah, that's yeah. a word I hadn't seen before. Effects of aging. Number two, the dumb jock is a myth. Dumb jocks are dumb because they spend more time on the field than in the library, but what if you make sure your child devotes time to both? Then he's not a dumb jock. What? Don't ask. Just keep going. What are you doing? Uh, I can't can't concentrate hearing my own voice. What are you doing? I'm just sending a thing. To who? All right. Dumb jocks are dumb. What? (laughs) Oh, fuck them now. What if you make sure your child devotes time to both? Being in good shape increases your ability to learn. After exercise, people pick up new vocabulary words 20% faster. Indeed, I should do that because deleterious, I didn't know. Indeed, in a 2007 study of humans, German German researchers, that makes it sound like the Germans aren't human. No, it's people who are researching Germans. They, they've been human since the 60s. It's okay. <laughs> Uh, German researchers found that people learn vocabulary words 20% faster following exercise than they did before exercise and that the rate of learning correlated directly with levels of BDNF. I don't know what BDNF is. Three months ex- exercise uh, regimen increased. Brain development and function. Yeah. Uh, blood uh, flow to the part of the brain focused on memory and learning by 30%. Okay, number three, don't read to your kids, read with them. Got a little one who's learning to read? Don't let them just stare at the pictures in a book while you do all the reading. Call attention to the words, read with them, not to them. Research shows it helps to build their reading skills. Yeah. I thought that was kind of like a given. Yeah. Okay. (sighs) Sleep deprivation makes kids stupid. Missing an hour of sleep turns a sixth grader's brain into that of a fourth grader. A loss of one hour of sleep is equivalent to the loss of two years of cognitive maturation and development. That that's the same thing. Like, why did they have to summarize that quote? Yeah, like they could have. This, this could have just been a list. We didn't need all this. I, yeah, yeah. What's the next one? Uh, IQ isn't worth much without self discipline. This is true. That's that's not gonna make kids smarter. That's not a that. How to make your kids smarter? Ten steps back by science. IQ isn't worth much without self-discipline. Well, no, I guess, but it's because that's all about you could be as smart as as, as yeah. anything, but if you can't focus it, then you can't do anything with it. You can't show how smart you are. Yeah. Uh, so, learning is an active process. Yeah. I think we're, we're going away from the title of the list yeah, now. Yeah, now it's just we needed to make a list of 10 things. Yeah. Seven's okay. 
treats can be a good thing at the right time. Well, yeah. Anytime you get rewarded for doing something, it can Anytime's be a good a thing. a good time for pie. Happy kids equals successful kids. Happier kids are more likely to turn into successful, accomplished adults. I don't know. I don't know. I thought the um, I thought the the motivated and driven children were the most successful. Anyway, number nine, peer group matters. Your genetics and the genetics of your partner have a huge effect on your kids, but the way you raise your kids, not nearly as much. Whatever. Number ten, believing in them. Yeah. I believe in them. I believe they're upstairs asleep. Seriously, I believe in mine. All they do is make noise. Yep. They're constantly trying to nail me to crosses. Steal my food. They shit in my shoe once. <laughs> no, that that did not happen. <laughs> All right. Um, we've only been doing this for 38 minutes and I'm ready to, I'm ready to stop. Oh yeah. Let's uh, take a break and then do feedback. All right. Hold on. Let me. Cause Chris don't feel good. Wow. That is not a lot of time. That's okay. We'll give him that money back. Yeah. Let's get right on that. Hold on. Let me find the iTunes. (laughs) (laughs) I like, like putting the word the in front of stuff. Uh, hey, so I signed up for like that Photoshop, like 10 bucks a month creative suite thing. Yeah. Because I don't know. I kind of want to fuck around with Photoshop. Okay. I might do Illustrator too. You can do like one other thing for like 10 bucks or something. That's not bad. Yeah. Illustrator's got a, a learning curve, but it's good when it's, uh, once you, once you, you know. You know what I'm trying to say. Yeah, once you learn how to use it. Yeah, once you learn how to use it, the learning curve goes away. Fuck, let's do this.
so winter is pretty much done, right? We were, I was just reading temperatures off to you, and it's going to be like 70, and then it's going to be 46. The fuck? I don't get it. Hey, Marathon's coming up. Uh, I'm really looking forward to being in Boston when that happens, because fucking firecracker's going to go off, and people are going to lose their goddamn minds. <sighs> so... You got, some, right. you got some feedbacks we there. You got some feedback. Um, I guess a correction on some of our comments. On That's good. The Diane Ream show. That means, that means some people are paying attention. And they listen to NPR. Hey, guys, Diane Ream has spasmodic dysphonia. It is a condition where her vocal cords have spasms. The issue isn't related to age. She receives Botox injections in her neck as treatment. She actually used to sound worse. She's not actually that old. Well, she's getting up there now, but she's sounded like that for decades. Ian, huh. thank you very much. Well, moving on. I mean, another one from Ian. Okay. Also, minor correction. Technically, Marketplace is a production of American Public Media, a separate corporation from NPR, but it does run on a lot of NPR affiliates. Okay. <laughs> hey, um, if we're wrong, go ahead. But it. But I mean, we weren't we weren't making fun of her. Were I we? was a little bit. She sounds like she's on death's door. All right, uh, moving on now. Uh, this is from James. The proper way to deal with upper management. Hey, Chris and Frank, James from California here, and I would like, if I may, to share with you a workplace anecdote. This sure. took place a few weeks back. <coughs> a few weeks back. <laughs> About four hours into my shift, I posted a rant in the employee chat room and ended it with, "I'm just a." Happy little ray of sunshine today. My area manager was in the chat room and she made it her mission to make sure the employee's chat room is used only to ask questions about work-related items instead of the dumb pop culture arguments, completely off-topic conversations and anger rants like mine that have been the norm in the chat room for the past five years. Okay. My area manager, and I just think that is the worst title in the world to have. You, you got to trim that shit up. Yes, yeah, seriously, <laughs> We wear short shorts here. Exactly. And we can't My area let that manager shit show. opened a private chat and asked to speak with me. I had taken a moment off the queue to calm myself, but told her I need to finish a consult and would be right with her. I used this time to type out what you're about to see below. Um, I said, hey, how are you? And she asked me if I was aware of the policy about the employee chat room. And I said, yeah, I apologize about my outburst. I'm trying to get that under control, but it's hard to break an old habit. To which she replied, do you mind telling me what's going on? I then posted the following I'd typed out in my notepad and let the little typing icon sit there for a bit to make her think I was actually typing. <laughs> if we're talking about what's going on, it all started in third grade when I had a sudden growth spurt that made it much, made me much taller than any of my classmates. And I had started wearing prescription glasses, which led to bullying by my classmates. I dealt with this by going from an extrovert to an introvert. Instead of spending time outside enjoying life, I locked myself in my room and turned to comfort food. The inactivity and extra calories led to weight gain, which made the bullying worse. This continued until high school, where I started to come out of my shell a bit, only to find that the cruelest people alive are teenage girls, and I withdrew so deeply into oh, myself yeah. that it's taken 20 years for me to recover. Combine this with my parents thinking I was gay because I happen to have a lot of pictures of topless men on my walls. <clears throat> I was into heavy metal music, and those pictures were of my favorite musicians. Yeah, that's how that works. And I soon found 
that even my home wasn't a safe place. Ugh. Fast forward to a few months ago when management decided the best way to handle the shortage of phone advisors was to force people to move from chat support to phone support with the comforting and supporting message, message of, if you don't like it quick, aimed squarely at anyone who dared <sighs> complain. I didn't like it and did my best to stick it out, but my, quote, repress everything coping mechanism quickly fell apart as abusive customers became the norm and their words and anger and hate uh, words of anger and hate forced me to confront everything I've been repressing for most of my life. Since I lost my one and only coping skill, I decided to get away from phone support by seeking a promotion and was turned down for it because the hiring manager favored people he worked with, even though I was a perfect candidate. Mm. This led me to having a breakdown. I went to my doctor who worked out a deal with HR to keep me off the phones, and he's got me on antidepressants that I'm working with a therapist to help me develop healthy coping skills. And that was all sent to the manager. Right. Um, as for the more recent stuff, I haven't had a good night's sleep in a week because my mind won't shut off. I can't focus because my brain's fighting the antidepressants effects because it doesn't know any better. And my mood seems random to randomly switch from euphoria to rage, which my doctor assured me is normal on the subside. Times my brain accepts the changes the antidepressant is making. Her response was a good five minutes of absolute silence, followed by you... I went ahead and signed you out for the day due to personal illness. If you need to take tomorrow off, call the sick line. You can have up to five days without a doctor's note. I said, thank you. I appreciate the time off and logged out. I decided to take a four and a half day weekend at the end of which I felt much better. I guess the lesson here is to be honest with management because they sometimes forget that us workers are real people with real problems. And sometimes those real problems can't be solved with buzzwords and inspirational quotes. Yeah. All right. That was quite a gamble, huh? Twice. But good. It's it's rare when you get somebody that will actually take the time to give a shit about the people around them. Yes, it is. We've had a few people lie to us. Yeah. And we've had a few people just come straight up and tell the truth. The one the one that comes to mind, the one that lied to me, um, when I was doing the scheduling, there was the one kid that asked for Sundays off so he could go to church. And I'm like, uh, that's fine, but you still have to work Friday and Saturday. It was one of those things. It's like, yeah. And then you come to find out that the only reason they wanted Sundays off in the fall was to watch football games. I'm like, dude, if you just had to come to me and said I want to watch football games, I would have said, all right, but if I need you, yeah. we'll talk about it. So instead, once I found out, I scheduled them for every fucking Sunday because that's what you do. Yeah. Don't lie. It's <clears throat> it's just that fucking easy. If my boss says, "How are you feeling?" I'm not gonna go great. He's if he's if he if he if he picks up the phone and I say, "Hey," and he says, "Oh, you sound like shit." I'll say, "Yep, <laughs> yep." Or, I feel or, that way too. Or if if I tell him, "Hey, I'm not gonna I'm 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 extra tomorrow. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna come in if you're okay with that." And he says, "All right, how come?" I said, "Because I just I just need to take the day off." Because sometimes you just need to take the day off. This is true. And I'd be like, "All right, fine." I took um I I worked my schedule so I had like four or five days off in a row, up to leading up to um taking 3D apart. Because that was yeah. that's, that was a huge thing that we had to get done, and it was a little bit stressful, and we might have cut some actual live power cables and stuff, but um, <laughs> it's gonna happen. Yeah, but it was good because I could 
I could spend some time with the girls. I could stay home and like just get my mind back instead of constantly going, going, yeah. going. But yeah, tell yeah, and I just told him the truth. He's like, "How come you're taking so much time off?" I'm like, "Well, first I can, <laughs> yeah, because I got the time. I just group it all together. You know, it was it was so whatever. Yeah, just tell people the yeah. truth. You do sound like shit, by the way. I do I? You do. Uh, hey, oh, I had an idea. Good. Yeah, um, it'll take a while to do, but um. I had found the original uh, through through Jeremy. He said he was reading it. Uh, I found a script called Prometheus Engineers or Aliens, Alien Engineers or something like that. Yeah. It's the, it was the original script for Prometheus. And I thought over the course of however long, once you know, I read through the whole thing and see if it's possible, we could actually do that as like a two-part episode type thing. That could be cool. And Are could, we going to do more than two characters? Well, that's the thing. I'd, I'd, I'd have to probably get people in, mix it, and do stuff. I probably have, I'll, I'll, I'll throw this out here now. I'll ask Scott if he would read a part, yeah. and we can just mix I it can in. just cut it all cut together it in, with yeah. some with some music and stuff. And uh, I mean, we could we could practice with like a short story script kind of thing, and see how that goes. And I don't know, give it a shot. Hey, did you see? That uh, they're auditioning extras for the Whitey Bulger movie they're going to shoot here yeah. with Johnny Depp. Yeah, I thought I'm big enough. I could be Joey Mousepad. Go for it. <laughs> uh, all I can think of are the gangsters for like I'd walk in and be the fucking gangsters from Futurama. <laughs> I was watching one. I totally forgot. Bender's walking along and uh, he needs money and he says, he says, oh, what, the, what does the guy say? Hey, over there. And he says, who, me? He says, oh, no, I meant over here. I forgot where I was. <laughs> like, what? I saw an episode of um, Community recently. Yeah? It's the one where the floor was lava. That one was all right. You know, it wasn't. I liked it. I, You know, I haven't seen the show in a while. Yeah. And, and maybe it just sort of, like, I've seen that episode before. You know, oh. where it's like, okay, let's, we're dealing with Abed's <laughs> inability to cope with something. Yeah. And it was a story about we're all friends here. Let's all just acknowledge our friendship, blah, 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 blah. But that was I Troy's, mean, that was Troy's accent but, but from it's, the show. I, I get it. I, I, yeah. I, I get, but it's just like, can we just maybe take a step away from that theme? Well, now, now he's actually dating somebody, so it's it's a little different. Everything's kind of changed. It's just like, oh, it, it was. I mean, it was funny. It had some, you know, some good moments. It was kind of interesting. I think. I think um, it was more than just Troy's going. I think it was. It was the end of that version of the show, in a way. You know, because the dynamic between Troy and Abed's gone. You got the the other guy, the uh, other teacher. Jeff's a teacher now. It's it's different. Yeah, I didn't know that Jeff's a teacher now. <laughs> it doesn't I come up know. that often. So, yeah, he was. Uh, he didn't. He didn't cut it as a lawyer, so he had to take a teaching job. Yeah. Uh, so it doesn't. It doesn't factor in really. Yeah, it's like the kids from Saved by the Bell going to college together. Uh, this actually makes more sense. Yeah. yeah. And there's less I gay porn stars it. in it. Um, 
The Dungeons and Dragons one was 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 okay. Um, no, I didn't see it. No, I just I watched one episode while I was eating a sandwich. I'm like, all right, I'll try it. Yeah. At the it was. I used the NBC app, and I'm like, all right, this is fine. Might not have been the best one to jump in on, but this season is definitely better than the last season. I am uh, so I just am so happy that Pierce is gone. He was yeah. he was a terrible character. The character was okay, yeah. but he was you know. He was a terrible character. Yeah. <laughs> Are you looking for something from Scott? Yeah. Nothing yet? No, he knows we're recording. I just, yeah, I don't want to. It's a little early. So. Yeah, it is. But you're not going to last much longer. No. No, maybe I should just ask him. Yeah, or just drop it in after. Yeah, but then you're not listening. I know, you that's know? true. I so. do miss it. So well, I'm just, I'll cut this part out. So this part where we're sitting here watching you check your email. No, I'm texting him actually. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, like I said, I saw uh, the Grand Budapest Hotel movie. That was really fun. I really enjoyed it. What is it about? Um, it's about this grand old hotel, and there's a woman who. Uh, she dies and there's a concierge who is in the will and they're trying to figure out who killed her or how she died. It's yeah, it's just okay. kind of zany. All right. A better word. Some good people in it, some good performances. It was uh, it was enjoyable, it was funny. Olivia wants to see it, which is really cool. Huh. She likes Wes Anderson. It's kind of quirky, so that's good. Who's in it? All the normal people? Yeah, regular people. You'd see in a Wes Anderson movie. Okay. Bill Murray. Oh, he uh, is. Okay. Ray Fiennes is in it. Now, how I saw, I read something about the um, the film stock change, the aspect ratio change. Is it jarring, or is it? I mean, it's something you would notice. What in that movie? Yeah. Is it really. that one? That's the one, right? It's set know, in three different time anything. periods. Huh. It's um what I thought was what's interesting about it is his camera doesn't move very much. Hmm. So it's just kind of interesting. You'll just have a shot and then like sometimes it'll go like over there. Okay. Or like that. There's not there's no like there's no He just not locks a lot it of, down. Yeah, huh? there's just there's not a lot of movement. Or like if there's movement, it's there's the camera like that. Yeah. And then you know, it's just there, and something will go across. Okay. You know, okay. so there's not a lot of. It's kind of interesting. Why? You know, why, you know, why is that? that? Why do you it's think just, that it's is? just a choice? Hmm. You know, it's just a. It's just a. You know, it it does sort of set a tone. It does sort. I mean, his like visually, his movies are very very interesting. So you can yeah. almost argue that every shot is like a like a different, just a picture yeah. right there. It almost sounds um, like how you would just set up a camera to record a play. So, no, it's not quite like that because it doesn't just stay there for that long. I mean, it'll change, right? But right. It, it's not like a fluid kind of movement. Like you know, you've got like at the beginning of um, Goodfellas when there's that huge long tracking shot, right, like right. through the restaurant and and that whole big thing. There's <laughs> none of that kind of movement in. Okay, well, he had some he some does. movement like that in uh, Life Aquatic when they were showing the boat, the cutaway of the boat. 
The camera moved a little bit. Yeah, but it would move from from there to like there. Yeah. But then to there and it would stop. It yeah. would sort of force your attention to a, to one section. Right, right. But it wouldn't be like a moving sweeping okay. kind of thing like you'd see Scorsese. Well, I'm remembering do. I'm remembering so, that that scene different. I'm going to watch it again. So That's it's interesting cuz like Cole notices that kind of stuff mm. when we're watching a movie. So. I've been um I've been pointing stuff out, even in even in the the small little animated stuff. I've been pointing out, you know, when um, like like mood, how lighting um affects the mood or is informed yeah. by how the characters are. So it's like, um, you know, there's the scene where it's all you know just normally lit, and then something bad happens to the main character, and then the clouds roll in and it changes the the mood of the thing or it goes from a warm color to a cool color yeah. or something like that and they they've started to pick up on things like right. that how the lighting changes how everything is yeah so well i would think that even like some of the video games you know that something's going to happen when the music changes a oh, bit yeah what have you heard about the ps vita kind of nothing one. i don't fuck handhelds Get a phone. It's way more powerful. I want a Vita. Why? Because I, I, I loved my PSP. I literally killed it. I uh, loved that fucking I game. see nothing. Honestly, and no, like, I hate handhelds or anything. I, I see no one talking about it. No one's talking about it. I think you have a better, better game choice and range of stuff with your phone than you would with... No, I... I mean, the some of the phone stuff is fine, but you can't <clears throat> get in the way of the screen. Yeah. You know? I don't know. I think handheld gaming's dead outside of phones. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely kind not, of... Not dead, you know, but it, like like Nintendo clearly owns that market, and it, and it has. Oh, fuck Nintendo. God. I don't know. my uh, son out of Nintendo. He'll sure. grow up. <laughs> Nintendo's a, Nintendo is a, is a younger kid's console. I know. I I am. Uh, I don't want to go in with this next gen stuff yet because yeah, I'm gonna wait. There's there's no games, not enough at least that I would want to buy. But they're talking about uh, an Arkham style Star Wars game, like free roaming kind of. Really? Yeah. A Star Wars game. And then Arkham Knight. That's only good if like I can be Han Solo. I can get the Millennium Falcon. And it's not going to be Han. Away and who wants to, who wants to Fuck run you. Everybody wants the to... old Han around? Fuck you. Fucking, I, you know what I said to Ellen? I said, here's here's how I really hope we see fucking Han and Lando in the, in the, in the episode seven as, as like fucking Bartles holograms. Because they're dead. Wouldn't that piss off all the fanboys? I would be sad. <laughs> it's nice to see, though. Peter Mayhew is going to put the Chewy suit back on. Good. And it wouldn't have been possible a couple of years ago. The he Chewy was... suit probably weighs more than he does now. Yeah, he was not doing well. He had some surgeries yeah. and stuff. But it's nice. It's nice to see him in there. And somebody on uh, Facebook had said that, that pretty much clinches that the expanded universe has been tossed out the window because Chewie died 25 years after Battle of Yavin, and this is 30 years yeah. after Jedi. So, yeah, good. all those books that came good. out are just... That, I'm sure they're going to pull elements from them. Like, we'll, we'll probably see Mara Jade and Thrawn will be mentioned, or there'll be a Katana fleet of Star Destroyers. Mm. Or, there'll be something. That, apparently, they, somebody said that they, they started filming already. 
I'm not even listening. Just that that is a rumor that I will actually pay attention to because that means that people are cast. Stuff has been designed and built and sewn and made. There's a set. They, There's a, I, there might even be a script. I don't even I don't understand why the fuck they're insisting on filming with film. It seems stupid. See, stuff like that doesn't <coughs> bother me. But it's what's the fucking point? It's just it's just a choice. It's a stupid choice. It's an inefficient choice, one could argue, but there Absolutely. are things that that digital just D- did no. No. With 4K projectors and TVs, you want the best, sharpest, crispest looking picture. I don't want fucking film grain and dirt and dust and noise. Fuck that shit. But there's a warmth to film now. There really is. Yeah. And no movie has been filmed on film in how long? I don't think that's true. None of the big blockbusters. I wonder what was. Recently. Probably Grand Budapest Hotel. The movie was awesome. I'm just saying that's not a big blockbuster Hollywood movie. Captain America 2 sure shit wasn't. No, of course it wasn't. None I'm of the none of the certain it was filmed with people. None of the animated movies have been. Have you just, seen the trailer for the Scarlett Johansson movie Lucy? No. Oh, we should watch that trailer. I watched the trailer for uh, In Her Skin, In My Skin. Yeah, it's another weird fucking movie she's in. No, but this will watch the trailer for Lucy. We should wrap it up soon so that you can go to bed. We can watch the trailer for Lucy and that uh, I can go home and go to bed. (laughs) I'm kind of tired. So unfortunately, I will have to listen to Scott's thing later. I mean, I don't know how you feel, but you look like you're going to fall down. I'm I'm pretty tired. My throat hurts a whole lot. I've had this this little point in my throat that's been like a penis. No, hmm. it's it feels like like you know how you scrape the, your gums like With if a you, penis. If, if you're eating no, you can't. I don't know how you would do that. Is hmm. it a metal one? I don't. Know. Like if you're eating nachos penis. and it like pierces your your penis. your gum or what the fuck? I don't know. I can't stop. Uh, <laughs> You know how you rip your gum apart when you're eating sharp food? Mm-hmm. That's what it feels like in my throat. That's what she said. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, you are. I really am. I don't want to watch that trailer. It's pretty fucking awesome. What do you say? He, he says he's getting something to us. I'm not fucking done, motherfucker. Is the is the trailer have like real actual audio and shit? Yeah. Or is it just music? No, it's got audio. It's, it's not that other movie. This is a different right, thing. Hold on. This is like an action movie. I'm going to have to edit the fuck out of this last oh, yeah, 20 minutes are. here. All right. Oh, Luke Besson. Oh, okay. I'll like it then. Right? Yeah. Right, let's see what we got. Green Band says it's a movie. What happened? What did you do to my stomach? <laughs> What's going on? Nearly slipped a new package into your lower tummy, and you're going to transport something very special to us.
English? No, no, no. You speak English? Yes, yes. Take yes. me to the hospital now. Hospital. <laughs> Somebody put a bag of drugs inside me. I need you to take it out. It's leaking. It is estimated most human beings only use 10% of the brain's capacity. Imagine if we could access 100%. But we do things uh... begin to happen. Yes? Professor Norman, my name's Lucy. I just read all your research on the human brain. It's a little rudimentary, but you're on the right track. Thank you. I have access to 28% of my cerebral capacity. I can feel every living thing. Since when did you start writing Chinese? Since an hour ago. What happens when she reaches 100%? I have no idea. All this knowledge. You can unlock secrets that go beyond our universe. I'm not even sure that mankind is ready for it. It's like all things that make me human are fading away. I think that looks fun. Well, aside from the 10% of the brain bullshit, it's fine. Looks good. Because we use 100% of our brain. Why the fuck do people still think we only use 10%? I don't know. I can't think about it. If they had said that it unlocks the potential that the brain has and just left it at that, that would have been okay. That's just dumb. That's like... It's like it's like what what, the, what was the there was some movie and they're like oh he has a, a brain in his butt like dinosaurs dinosaurs didn't have brains in their butts why the fuck are you all scientists in this movie Just, why are you saying this shit funny oh it was Pacific Rim there it is. <sighs> Yeah, that was your problem with that movie. No, it was just one of those annoying little things. It's like really you're gonna go with the stupid bullshit. Why don't we just go with creation myth while we're at it too? Fucking fuck. That looks okay. It looks like Scarlett Johansson basically said, so I don't have any superpowers in the Avengers or Avengers 2? All right, Make fuck me it. a Jedi who's in the ma- who can create the Matrix. Fuck it. Yeah. She basically looks like she turns into God at yeah. the end, which is, which is I'm okay with that. Yeah. And I read an article somewhere that she hates the name ScarJo. Do you blame her? Yeah, it sounds horrible. That's not her fucking name. No. Hate is male. Oh, wow. I saw it, and I didn't even, like, it didn't fucking register. I saw it pop up. (laughs) Like a blast from the past on episode 164, but I added it in the intro, so it feels legit. Nice. All right. Lazy bitch. Hey. Good thing I'm off tomorrow. I have all this time to edit the end of this show. So how do you think Guardians of the Galaxy is going to do? I think it's going to be good. Uh, everybody's fucking talking about it. Yeah, I think it's going to be good. I just hope, I just really hope that it's appropriate for the age group that the toys are aimed for. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Because I've seen, I've seen a bunch of James Gunn stuff, and he can write, he can write a script for a kids movie, no problem. He can write Scooby Doo movies, and um. The, actually they're they're pretty good you know he he gets the whole the whole scooby-doo thing um 
I I'm not expecting it to be PG. You can't really have those characters and and have it be PG. No, it'll be PG thirteen. And I really do think that I'm, we're all going to go sixty three million dollars this opening weekend. I could see that. it's August, so that's tough. Yeah. That's tough. By by guarantee, the next Guardians will be in either May or July. Yeah, and that will make eighty six million dollars because it'll be uh, there'll be something huge going on there. There's all kinds of rumors about character appearances and cameos yeah. and surprise casting and stuff, and they haven't even shown. Oh, there's a thing at the end of the thing. Is it for Guardians? There's a thing at the end of the thing. Okay, because I've stayed away from that too. Yeah. All right, let's see what he's got to say. All right, where did I put it? Right there. Where? Oh, here. All right, let's do this. The Bible says that lust in your heart is committing adultery. So you you can't masturbate without lust. Christine O'Donnell's Amazon page bombed with dildos. (laughs) 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 <laughs> oh, I miss that daffy bitch. Last rites with Reverend Scott. <laughs> it might have been a little too loud. Let me turn it down a little bit there. Tappity tap tap, motherfucker. <laughs> hey there, Chris and Frank. Well, now that the three-year anniversary is a few weeks in the past, I guess we can start focusing on the future, <laughs> wow. the 2012 presidential campaign. I, I just wish I had time to talk about it. I really have a lot to do and a, a lot to prepare. But I'll tell you what, I'll tack on a news clip at the end that reviewed some of your statements and has a brief interview with a prominent political commentator discussing them. Peace and love, guys. <laughs> This is U.S. News at 10 with your host, John Simmons. Hello, I'm John Simmons. Here's our U.S. News top story. The 2012 presidential debate flares up again this week with recent audio surfacing from atheist presidential candidates Chris Brickelmeyer and Frank Hauser. Here, via satellite to discuss the 2012 election, is prominent political commentator Hank Williams Jr. <laughs> Hello there, Mr. Williams. Hi there, guys. It's just me, Mr. Williams. The candidates aren't actually with me right now. Uh-huh. Now, if you've been listening to our coverage of 2012 presidential elections, you've probably noticed we covered a lot of information about independent presidential candidate Reverend Scott. Yeah. And atheist <laughs> candidates Christopher Brickelmeyer and Frank Hauser. Yeah. Uh-huh. Now, we at News at 10 want to know... Who's your favorite? Nobody. (laughs) Well, I can definitely see how you might feel like that, especially after the recent audio service from Chris and Frank on health coverage for the homeless. Sometimes you have to kill a hobo. Not to mention Chris's new book. How to Fight a Woman. What was your take on that, Mr. Williams? One of the biggest political mistakes ever. I think a lot of people agree with you. That that turned a lot of people off. You know, watching, uh, you know, it just didn't go over. (laughs) What about Frank's comment to women complaining he wants a government mandate forcing them to return to work only hours after having a baby? Shut the fuck up and get on with it, okay? Come on, come on. When recently stopped by security at a Boston airport, Chris wasn't allowed to board the plane with what he thought 
were essential items. The Hello Kitty vibrator and getting off a woman's guide to masturbation. I know this is one reporter who will never try to board a plane with those items. Well, I'm Shout glad there. you don't, brother, because a lot of people do. And the list just goes on and on, from Chris's stance to illegal aliens. That's easy. Shoot them. Frank talking to kindergartners about red-colored vehicle antifreeze. It's going to taste like cherry Kool-Aid. Chris describing their political leanings. Left-leaning pinko commie bastards. That is true. Hank, may I call you Hank? No. Uh, Mr. Williams, final thoughts on Chris and Frank? They're the enemy. They're the enemy. Isn't that a slight exaggeration? Not hardly. Does Reverend Scott have any better chance of winning this election? Oh, yeah. So you're officially supporting Reverend Scott this 2012? Right now, he makes more sense than any of them. Well, you heard it here first, folks. Hank Williams Jr. is backing independent presidential candidate Reverend Scott. Yeah. He's a sure shaping up to be quite a race this year. It's going to be a historic election. I know that. Thank you, Mr. Williams. Yeah. And thank you, America, for joining us at News at 10. I'm John Simmons. Good night. The, the fuck is this dude? Biggest asshole on the face of the planet. Wow. What the fuck? Yeah. I mean, seriously, what the fuck? What the fuck is going on? <laughs> what the fuck was that? <laughs> what the fuck, you douchebag? <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> wow. <sighs> wow, that was a long time ago. We were angry ago. two years ago. That was a long time ago. All right. Is that it? I'm afraid so, everybody. All right. All right. Good night, everybody. Sleep well. Chris, I hope you're feeling better, man. <laughs> I hope I feel better tomorrow morning. You know, I took some of that. Um, it, There's uh, the Alka-Seltzer cold and flu stuff. I'm Good doing stuff. that. That's the size. It makes me dizzy. Good stuff. It's kind of like getting high. You got to put it in orange juice. Really? No, it's disgusting that way. But I would imagine it would be because yeah. it's salt, basically. Yeah. Good stuff. I yeah. actually uh, have done that, and then drink a lot of hot tea. Oh yeah, we got Not some. That I have we got any idea what's wrong with you? But we got some tea from Tivana when we were in that's Pennsylvania. Usually, what I do is just hot tea, bullet yeah. wound, hot tea. Yeah, tampon in the bullet wound. Yeah, that works. Not the hot tea. Oh, yeah. You don't want to put hot tea. Speaking of putting boiling liquids in bodily orifices, did you see that uh, Jeffrey Dahmer's house is up for sale? Only $300,000. Cool. What yeah. a deal. Yeah. Meals included. <laughs> oh. Comes with 17 freezers. There was a guy I was talking to on the phone the other night who sounded like Buffalo Bill from Silence of the Lambs. Oh. And I was going insane trying to figure out how to get him to say, put the lotion in the basket. Yeah. How the fuck do you get someone to say, Put the lotion in the basket. I don't know. But did you tell him um, a safe place where he could tuck away his item? No, I did, I did not. <laughs> uh, but it was it was really, really funny. Oh. Anyway. All right, folks. Yeah. Just hope you feel better. Yeah. Everyone have a good week. Facebook, Gmail, blah, blah, blah. Bye-bye.
Are you still there? Heartbleed isn't the only scandal in the world of tech. There's also the bleeding hearts. Because the left-wing loudmouths have now destroyed the reputation of my good friend, tech pioneer, Brendan Ike. I like Ike. In fact, I've been called something of an Ikeman. Now, you probably know Ike as the creator of JavaScript, unless you have a girlfriend. Two weeks ago... Two weeks ago, Brendan Ike was named CEO of Mozilla, known for its open-source web browser, Firefox. No, I don't want to update right now. I'm in the middle of my show. Jimmy, please. Thank you, Jim. And as soon as Ike got the job, reports surfaced that in 2008, he donated $1,000 in support of California's Prop 8, which outlawed same-sex marriage. So, gay internet activists, or LGBTHTTP, got more than 70,000 people to sign a petition asking Ike to resign. And the dating service OkCupid blocked Firefox on its website, leading many of its users to text Google Chrome, you up? Faced. Faced. Faced with this boy-on boycott, Ike... Ike resigned. Because when gay people want someone to resign, he's out in a week. But when I want someone to resign, it's always, oh, I was elected twice, or I'm the voice of God, or sir, for the last time, only members of the Geek Squad are allowed back here. (laughs) Thankfully, my good friends at Fox News blew this story into proportion. We should all be very afraid. Why does a guy have to leave his dream job for voicing his opinion? So much for free speech. So much for free speech. So much for tolerance. They say they're tolerant, but they're not. This is totalitarian discourse, and it shows a level of intolerance that is absolutely, it should be unacceptable. This is the irony, isn't it? Um, People punishing someone in the name of tolerance. It comes from a fascist society. It's a shame uh, that it's, it's the gay community, at least the gay establishment, Uh, That is the learning how to goose step at this point. Yes, the gays are goose stepping. (laughs) We all remember when Hitler circulated that petition asking for Poland to resign after it prevented him from marrying Evan Braun. (laughs) Folks, a man has just lost his job for trying to ban same sex marriage. Meanwhile, there are only 29 states left where I can still fire someone for being gay. I mean, I had to take all my gay employees on a business trip to Alabama just to can them. (laughs) The next thing you know, the next thing you know, I will be forced into the closet for my beliefs everywhere I go. People will assume I am okay with gay marriage, but I'll know in my heart that that's not who I am. And no one can ever make me believe it gets better because, frankly, things are pretty great for me right now. (laughs) Here to persecute me further is blogger founder of The Dish, and a man who is a gay. So he's obviously in favor of firing Brendan Eich, Mr. Andrew Sullivan. Andrew, thanks so much for coming back. Good to see you. Okay, Andrew. Let's have it. Your side won. Let's have your end zone dance. You got the scalp of Brendan Eich. Go. Gloat. Well, forgive me. I'm not going to quite gloat. I actually... I think we've come a long way on gay rights because we've been open, tolerant, persuaded people by reason, and haven't jumped down everybody's throat to disagree with us 
and call them a bigot and get them fired. I just don't like that kind of tenor and that, that impulse to punish people for things that they may sincerely believe. <laughs> You've lost me here. You've lost me here for a second. Is that some kind of gay code that I'm not getting for something? How can you? How can you not? How can you? You're gay married, right? I am very much gay married. Okay, but that guy didn't want you to be able to be gay married, and you still think that people who support gay marriage should still do business with him? Not if they don't want to. But I think when people are forced to resign, when people start losing their jobs, when you. When people in the workplace, especially, are under threat or feel threatened for things they do completely outside of the workplace, their political views. I mean, in California, if you actually fired someone for a political view you disapproved of, it would be against the law. In other words, you don't want to bring this kind of political warfare into the workplace. We've got to be able to get along with people we sincerely, passionately disagree with. No, we don't. No. 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 Look, look what you've done. You look what you've done. You've done something worse than make my audience gay. You've made them reasonable. Okay. But listen, I, I, I live my life by a scorched earth policy. Someone disagrees with me, I put their head on a spike and I say, this was my enemy. Now I have his head. Isn't that the way you guys got your gay rights? No. Arizona introduces some law about gay marriage. Boycott Arizona. Come on, you, can, you can't tell me you guys didn't use a little muscle. No, you can totally. Boycotts and social pressure are fine. Where I draw the line is when we start targeting individuals for punishment or calling them heretics or bigots or haters without giving them the chance to really explain themselves, to talk, and to, to accept that they are reasonable human beings that might have come to this conclusion for good reason. Now, look, I think we've come as far as we've gotten because we've actually persuaded people. Mm -hmm. We've made arguments. And I don't think that everybody who yesterday didn't support same-sex marriage is somehow a hateful bigot. I just don't. I think a third of the country have changed their minds. Were they all bigots uh, 10 years ago? I mean, Barack Obama changed his mind. Was he a bigot in 2009? Of course not. No, he's a bigot now. <laughs> you know what? I, 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 I may... I may not agree with what you say, but I will fight to the death for my right to have you fired for saying it. <laughs> Andrew Sullivan, thank you so much. Andrew Sullivan, The Dish. We'll be right back. Okay, like that's enough. No more talking.